Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Ephrata Community Church. It's Jim and Dan. Glad to be with you. And yes, you're looking at the famous He is Greater Than Me numbers. They are styrofoam. Would you believe it? If you all like these things are. They are just laser-cut styrofoam. They can be made into various things. Turn yours the other way. We can oh, make yeah. I'm out of this. There's so many things we can keep doing. Hey, just so you know, we're well aware that the grammar on these is incorrect. Uh, it's he is greater than I am. My wife reminded me every week while we were sitting there looking up. She goes, that's incorrect grammar. That doesn't he rhyme, is greater though. than me. I know. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, Come on, let us have the fun of <laughs> something that's catchy, right? So that's right. He is greater than I, and it appears that it's just... E now, so uh, thanks to Matt Gwynn, our videographer and tech guy. Hey, we're thrilled to be with you as we're wrapping up the third week on our Surrendering Well series, Time to mm-hmm. Give Up. Man, it was a pretty intense little ride, wasn't it? Yeah, right? it was I mean, fun. straight out of the gate, it's pretty, Rachel was joking, she says, you know, it's pretty intense when the message straight out of the gate is crucified life, right? Yeah. We yeah. referenced it back, like the difference between the convicted and the confessional life and then the crucified life. And I'm like, yep, when you start there, the watermark's set, <laughs> That's right? That's right. So, yeah, Just it was jumping in head first. So. It was. You know, Dan and I were reflecting even before we cranked up today on, it's a challenge when you're trying to steward a community around the topic of surrendering well. Because you have those whose halos are strapped on too tight and need to be loosened. You have those who need to tighten the bolts on them a little bit. And, you know, all of us at even different stages in our own life, the key here is what's the Holy Spirit saying to us at that particular moment? And I'll just remind you, sanctification is the term that we use in church ages having to do with being set apart as we're trying to give our life more and more increasingly over to God. Being sanctified is the kind of term that you use for it. And it's tricky business, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but I think I think of um, you know, just within the book of Philippians, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's Philippians chapter 1 where uh, Paul's like, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Right. And then when he says, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, right. right? So uh, it's just the understanding. We were, we were talking before we even started that it's the understanding that, like, this process of becoming more like Christ and mm-hmm. is, is a work of the Holy Spirit. So, right. you know, where, where God's calling people in this, where the Holy Spirit's leading people out of yesterday and the weekend, you know, that's, that's really between them and God. But just a reminder to them that, like, this is the Holy Spirit's work in you, and it is something that only He can do as you yield mm-hmm. to Him. Right. Um, and as soon as you try to, like, grab a hold of it or try to work it out on your own, uh, you're working yourself into frustration and, right. and, and you know and uh, another term that's used in the church works righteousness yeah. right um, but I think the positive side of that is like this is God's will for us yeah. this yeah. is this is his intent for our life it's not this high mark that we've got to strive towards it's like no he saved us yeah. and he wants to and he's conforming us into yeah. the image of Christ I mean Kevin dropped that phrase yesterday hey man you have one job yep it is to have Christ formed in you it's the goal of this year now, I oftentimes say this, like, you use the phrase grabbing onto when it comes to, like, well, what's our role in this kind of growth? Yeah. Um, I, I, and some of you have heard me share this before. I often compare it to a five-gallon bucket. When it's full of water, a five-year-old kid can't lift it. So I oftentimes use this picture mm. that what it takes for God to do in your life is like a five-gallon bucket full. And God does all the lifting. However, 
your hand has to be on the handle. In other words, it's so beautiful to imagine a picture of a father or mother lifting the weight of the bucket, yep. but they're not going to move until the child's hand's on the bucket, even though the child's not bearing That's any good. of the weight. Yeah. And I oftentimes say that, that I want to help be part of a community and steward a community that talks about what it means to be available to the work of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And secondly, to be anticipatory, to keep wanting more. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to strive after. I mean, just a desire that, that mm. when I look at the ways he's saved me, the little S saves through my life, I want him to keep doing it. I mean, yep. I'm always growing in another aspect of who I can be more of, like Christ. And I always say this, man, I like to keep my hand on the bucket, although he does all the heavy lifting. And it helps me keep it straight. So there is some role in it, but it's the role of availability. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole Christian life is one in which God's desire is to partner with us in his work in the world, yeah. right? So we think about that missionally. We think about that in the in, in the gifts that he He gives us and the way in the, which he works through us, uh, through the sign gifts and, and things like that. Yeah. But also his desire is to partner with us in his work in us, right? And so it's not really any different. Um, and so we do have a role to play, though he is the one that's empowering it. He's the one that brings it to, to fruition. Um, I, I love the idea of, of the hand in the bucket. Yeah. Um, just, just the reality that it is his desire not only to happen, but he wants to do it with us in, right. in relationship with us. Yeah, and we recognize that there's those of us sitting that have deep family system issues, and you're like, man, could they ever change? Or people that struggle with addictive cycles, or someone might be praying for a lost one that feels like they have their heart so set against the Lord, man. This is where our trust in the long arc goodness of the Holy Spirit comes in. And I just want to encourage all of us, if you've been sitting in this community for years and you're like, wow, we talked about it again, the surrender life. I feel like I have another year of a stall or a plateau in my own life. We just want to say this, man, stick close, keep coming back. And I'm telling you, keep your hand on the bucket and, and the bucket's going to get lifted in due time. Now, you, you can't build um, all the ways the Holy Spirit might be calling people to respond to this as a church community. What I mean by that is we have our, our fall programming coming up. We're talking growth groups, connect groups, ICL, uh, some um, wonderful training around HarvestNet School Ministry. So we have all of that coming up this, this fall. And we want to remind you that every single one of those things was designed for you to encounter one of three things. Transformational relationships, be around healthy habits um, that push you toward things, and then service to others. We believe that those three things, just done faithfully, are going to bring about the great work of God mm-hmm. in the world. So we just want to encourage you as we're coming up on this fall and you're, and you're thinking through like, hey, I want to respond to this message series. I do want to continue this life of surrendering well. We highly encourage you to look at some of the opportunities to take one step that are coming up. And if none of those seem to line up, serve. You know, we have three services coming yep, up as of September. Absolutely. And we have learned that simply serving in this community, and when I say simply, that is by no means trying to lower the role of it. Just we have seen God meet people through serving as an usher in the cafe. So many ways for you to do something to, like I said, these are ways to simply put our hands on the bucket and let God do the work. So. Yeah, yeah. And and I think one of the things we're trying to do with our discipleship here is to help people, you know, know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. And yeah. and it's specifically around this, like, time to give up surrendering well. Um, it just was on me to, to remind people that, you know, this is, this is not just a, a, how do I say this? This is an invitation from God to know freedom greater. So if there, you were mentioning, when you were talking about family systems, you are talking about addictive cycles, yeah. things like that, right? Like there is hope. Yeah. There is freedom. 
and, and God wants to work in you. Mm-hmm. And, and our hope is that we create contexts in which we can uh, provide discipleship and walk with you in different ways so that you can move and God can move you to greater areas of freedom. And so that's my desire for each one of you. Really. Oh man, big time, big time. Hey, we just want to also highlight some stuff that we have coming up as a community. It's important to keep track of. The Send is coming up this oh, coming yeah. weekend. Uh, the Send is a major uh, event. Um, it's, it's, it's not just a Coliseum event. It's, uh, it's an integrated uh, approach. It's going to be done in a bunch of churches. As a matter of fact, uh, we're partnering with YWAM Lancaster to bring about some of the what they call the missional engagement aspects after the Send. But probably even more than all of that, we're believing it's another chance for this region of the country to put a stake in the ground and say, or to build an altar onto the Lord and say, hey, we want to be used. We don't, uh, this whole idea of like, I want Christ formed in me for the world. Mm-hmm. Like, and and yep. it's, it's the theme where you're going to see us in our, in our upcoming series, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. We're moving now toward what it means for this kingdom to be expanding yep. into the world. So I know this. I, I love to be able to take whatever transformation happens in me and point it outward. And so the send is big. If you haven't had a chance to think about going, think about it. Call into the office. Ask questions if you need to. There's a great website uh, banner at the top of our webpage if you want, at the website if you want to go there. But they're offering, I think, I'm not sure if the discount ended last night. I know how these things work. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. you can still <laughs> go in and nail this uh this uh, significant discount that we were talking about, but we are encouraging everyone. And Kevin even said this, man, for those of you who are Saturday night attenders, go to Descend. Yep. But you'll find Dan and I here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We'll still be here. (laughs) Alone. No, no, you know, here's the thing. I I think a lot of people, and I just want to say, a lot of people think about Descend as only for young people. Uh, And and I mean, and the real, the reality is that I think the heart originally was, I could be wrong, was to activate like the Gen Z millennial generation towards mission. Um, But it's really for everybody. And our heart here at Effort Community Church is that that it would be something God would use to activate everyone in our community Mm -hmm. for a missional life. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think about some people that think, well, this is what's happening in the world or this generation or whatever. Um, not only does it work in me to activate me when I'm around young people, but even if there is a majority of people there that are young people uh, at the send, if you wouldn't consider yourself one of those young people, I can tell you what, your faith will be built watching young people go after the Lord and give their lives to service right. for Him. Right. And, and, and I think that that would encourage you uh, to what God wants you to do. Yeah, next. and I'd encourage you, even if you can't make it, would you pray for the event? Yeah. There is something about... Um, breaking a spirit of territorialism by blessing that which is going yes. on around you. And that's one of the reasons Kevin's up there saying, hey, even Saturday night attenders go, we believe that we break a spirit of territorialism which has hung over the church for hundreds and mm-hmm. thousands of years, right? And we just want to bless it. So do us a favor. Let's speak positively of this movement and let's even bless it with our words in this yeah. coming week. And let's just see what God does. Now, I'm pretty pumped about the upcoming series because we're moving into something called the gospel of the kingdom. Now, that phrase means a lot to me because I, in all of my years of study, the stream of the church I grew up in, I never heard anyone say Jesus came and preached the gospel of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I, don't know what, I don't know why the phrase broke through to me that God is bringing about a kingdom and Jesus is this manifestation of it and inviting yep. us as ambassadors to be in it. So I, I, you might all be sitting and going, well, all that's obvious, Jim. You know how it is. No matter how much you've been steeped in a particular tradition or something, uh, you get caught by these phrases. And the gospel of the kingdom means the world to me. I yep. spent so much time trying to just 
understand fully what it means for a kingdom to be here yet still coming. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, right? Yeah, for me too. I, I, I would say I'm not entirely sure because, you know, when you grow up, you're not sure whether or not it was taught and you didn't catch it. Yeah, that could be right? it. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I, I can honestly say I don't think it was until I was in my mid-20s, late, late 20s till I fully understood or began to even no i wouldn't say fully i began to understand that jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom and and the implications of the kingdom and that um you know that that he came and died on the cross for our sins so that we could have salvation and live with him eternally Mm -hmm. was part of the gospel of the kingdom and Um, and it struck me too related to that um the gospel of the kingdom is one of a warfare posture too. I mean, mm. there is no doubt when you look at what Jesus is doing, oh, a, a different, a little different than Israel as a type of redemption that the Lord can do. The gospel of the kingdom is just clearly pushing back the kingdom of darkness. Yes. It's declaring authority has been wrongly given over to something else, and this kingdom is coming. It is forcefully advancing on the powers of this dar- uh, uh, darkness and of this age. And I have to tell you, um, I don't need a warfare posture to be inspired in the kingdom. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, but I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's an aspect of it, and it's something we're going to be looking at in the next couple of weeks, too. Yeah, and the, I mean, the understanding of the kingdom of God is so essential to uh, what we believe here, too. And I mean, our understanding and my understanding of healing mm-hmm. yep. and uh, of the gifts and, and, and of the way in which God is working in the world right now and how mm-hmm. we have hope now and in the future and That's all right. of those things really comes down to an understanding of this. So I see, I really see the gospel of the kingdom. I, I don't think it's too, uh, too, I don't think I'm over-exaggerating when I say it's so essential. It's like, right. a, it's like a basement in which you, we build so many things upon. You nailed it. And it's, if, you're, if you're part of this community, whether you know it or not, you've been being drip-fed a gospel of the kingdom. <laughs> Even what you said there, like the way we understand healing, why people are healed, what, what goes on when they're not healed, yep. uh, and then moving on to other aspects that we strongly hold to about a, a strong hopefulness here. We are a very hopeful and optimistically oriented community. Bec- not because we're somehow naive, but it's our view of the kingdom <laughs> right. coming in our midst. So, so much of the even the, uh, the little phrases, even the take one step, it gets linked back to what we actually call a theology of the kingdom and how it yep. works. And so Dan is right on to say that this stuff is being drip fed and this is a chance for us to just say, man, we're gonna give it to you in larger chunks over the next couple of weeks as we do a series on the the kingdom. And uh, we're hoping that you're tuned in and there's even gonna be some readings alongside of it um, that go as well. We're gonna try to get mm. these passages out early so that people know where we're headed with it. But all that to say, looking forward to it. Big yeah, time. me too. Now, me too. you may be vacationing, tune in. Yeah. to the podcast and to the sermon on the series to keep up with where we're at with awesome. it. Awesome. Hey, you want, do you want to remind them to uh, get their questions in? Do we still oh, yeah. My word, yeah. someone sent me one. Did, someone sent an email this morning with 18 questions in it. <laughs> someone took very seriously, uh, hey, you know, we have this upcoming um, series. What's it called again? Uh, what? Not That's what he said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what does Jesus say? What did he say? Right. Yeah. You know, it's... You, yeah, everyone knows, like, every year we do our um, You Ask For It series where you get to ask questions that you'd like the pastors or the pulpit team, um, upfront team to speak to. But we've said now, like, hey, grab some of Jesus' sayings or what he did out of the Gospels, and uh, we will address those things. So, for instance, we got some of Jesus' hard sayings. Like, someone wrote one recent to me, like, hey, what did it mean when he said, unless you, um, and, unless, you know, I'm now your 
family, right? Leave oh, your yeah. mother and family behind because I'm now everything. Like We're just going to be diving into some of these things that Jesus might have said and done. Yeah. So you need to go online. I think on the website you'll be able to find a link to this. It's also every week in the e-news right now. So a mm -hmm. simple way to do it is go search the e-news and it'll take you straight to a link where you can type in questions. We're going to be reviewing those in the mid uh, mid to late August, um, and then we're going to be launching this series come yeah. October. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, hey, we deeply appreciate you all. We hope you get to enjoy this end, and see you next weekend as we launch our Gospel of the Kingdom. Take God care. Bless.